Welcome back, everybody, to ChargerCast, as this week we are visited by Valentina from the New Haven women's tennis team. Valentina, thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. So we've actually already had a very interesting conversation so far, but do you want to pronounce your full name for us? Because we like to just, you know, completely say it wrong. <laughs> no, of course. So I have two last names that, like, I don't have a middle name, as usually here in the United States, so it would be... Valentina de Mello Ferrarini. That's how my whole name is pronounced. <laughs> Give that a shot, Joe. Ah, uh, no. I, I knew the Valentina part because she had told me, and I felt so bad the first time she ever said that because I legitimately thought your name was Valentina. Yeah. And I was like, wait. So it's China? China, yeah. China. Why did we change it? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't you Dan actually was the first one, I think, that was always calling you Valentina. Yeah. And then even Hannah had said Valentina. Is that just the Americanized pronunciation, I guess? The thing is, um, we have... Okay, so our pronunciation is a lot weird. Like, we don't even sound like Portuguese people. Like, Brazilian has our own pronunciation. But, I mean, Hannah, my coach, she started saying the way that she thought it was. The girls said in a way, so everyone was saying in a way, I just... Right. That's how I got my nickname, so it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it was like we were working a basketball game, and then she said what her actual name was, and I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, honestly, if you, if we didn't just go over this right now, I probably would have never known that there was a... We were just pronouncing it American. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of always done that. But, okay, so, Valentina, from Brazil, Yeah. how did you first get recruited for the university, and what made you pick New Haven? Okay, that's actually really crazy so whenever I I decided to come to the US so we kind of talked to a, a guy that he talks to coaches and he shows our he showed them our videos playing he sends our grades and that kind of stuff but I had no contact with no college so he sends to I don't know 10 20 coaches there my level like my tennis level would match and they they see like oh I like this girl let's talk and then coach Hannah I think she was like the second coach that I talked during this process. And I felt so welcome. And the assistant coach is Brazilian, Natalia. And I felt like, I don't know, I belonged there. And I like we had a one-hour conversation with I Like everything was so clear, so easy to do it. And then they showed me some videos of like the... Uh, the courts, some videos of like the like some students that would come here and that kind of stuff. And I actually liked it. And I don't know, I had like four options in front of me. And I don't know, I just felt that this university was the one that I had to come. And then I chose it. It was, and I am really indecisive. And then this, this I don't know, it just came so clear to me. It was like really nice. What, what were your other options for schools? What were you looking at? Uh, so I had uh, some Division One schools that I was interested in. But the thing is, the, this, this college that I had, he had like three Brazilians already, so I thought it would be too much of the same culture, and I was interested in uh, meeting some new people because, like, we Brazilians, it's we are like everyone is so nice, and like we are always really together, you know. And like with different cultures, people are more like I don't know, easier to relate. I don't know. And the other universe that I had, so I was talking to, I had a universe of Lindenwood, I had. Uh, University of, 
I, I'll go to college. I think it's in Georgia. I'm not right. Sounds about right. And like those are my biggest options, like that I had. A, and I had a, I don't know how to pronounce this state though. It's Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, I had a, a like a really nice option there. But I thought like, I I want a place that was a little colder than there. So that I don't know. Picks the cold. Picks the cold picks the of cold. all the I mean, options. The cold didn't pick her. She picked the cold. If you're from Brazil, you kind of get it. It's just so hot in there. And I don't know. It's nice to like actually see snow. It's, it's something like it's an amazing experience. Snow's overrated. Yeah. Once you live here for so long, it's it's not that fun anymore. <laughs> Definitely. Like it's for it's just, a nice like change of scenery for a little bit. You know? Yeah, it, it's nice for, I, I always say, from Christmas to New Year's Eve. Oh, if you don't have Christmas without snow, it's not Christmas. It's not. Like, it's, especially up here. It's, it feels like a fake Christmas if you don't. But then when it, like, you get into, like, March and it's still snowing, it's like, cut it out. <laughs> no, that, like, that, at that point, the snow, you, you're yeah, done. That's, like, the opposite thing for me because I was here during December, and in Brazil, December is summer. Mm-hmm. So we are, like... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's opposite opposites, seasons. Yeah. So north. Uh, and then when... It was so fun because I was ready to like go to the beaches, go to do stuff like related to, um, like to summer, and then I was like wearing these coats and dying to wake up and not getting. I don't know. It was crazy. I, I mean, I like the snow, but I don't like the cold. Like, it's funny. That's okay. I feel like everyone can relate. Yeah, everyone likes a little (laughs) bit of snow. It makes everything look nice, nice and pretty, and then the cold just can go. Morgan, so. At the same time, baseball is in oh, sorry. <laughs> North, North uh, no, South Carolina, South Carolina right now playing. Beach. They're opening. And w- all right, what's the score? You have an update? Uh, Wilmington just scored uh, two down, top of the 11th. So uh, we'll see if we can uh, get back that run and one more and end it on a good note. So, Valentina, tennis was is the sport you're playing, but any other sports that you played back home in Brazil or was it always tennis? Oh, okay. So, um, our culture back there, we don't have these schools that relate to sports. So, if you want to practice a sport, you'll do it on your own. Like, schools don't have that uh, culture or anything. It's kind of sad because we don't have that support to be an athlete in Brazil. But, uh, I mean, I always loved soccer. I'm a huge fan. I mean, my team from Brazil, it's Grêmio. I've been, like, in the stadiums. I I have a lot of shirts and that kind of stuff. I love soccer. I don't have the talent to play. I sometimes I fake. I try to, you know, but it's not my thing. And I mean, we have a really famous sport there. It's called handball. I used to play some tournaments. It was really nice. But and I also did like ballet for like eight years. That's incredibly insane. I don't see myself there anymore. But I think it's always been tennis. Like those are like moments that I did in my life. But t- tennis was like a whole thing since. Eight years old, seven, seven. So, so take us through a little bit of like your childhood, your growing up, like your family back home, what Brazil is like, what it's like for you, and then as you will get into how you now life is here. Oh, that's okay. That's a good question. So, um, first of all, like our, so everything is really different here when related to relationships with people. This is the the biggest thing for me. It's how people here relate to each other. So back home, everyone is like hugging, kissing, and um, going and doing things together and helping each other. And it's like 
everyone all the time like you don't walk alone you know you don't go out to like I don't know walk around the street you normally have someone so it's everyone like really a community I would say uh my family so I have a uh younger sister just a year difference so we are practically twins like we have the same height like crazy I mean she has used my ID for some stuff because we actually have the same uh like looks and everything and I've always had her as my company and among with my mom Silvana and my dad is called Alexandre too so they are amazing parents they always supported me they actually never played tennis in their lives they it's so bad when they try to so I don't know why I chose to play tennis just did anyone else in your family play tennis like where'd you get the tennis genes from the thing is my uncle uh he used to go to this club and play there and he was like kind of a president of a society or something like that so to play tennis there you had to get into a line like to try to get classes so I would wave like 200 kids had to go before me so I could try and he kind of bumming the line like the first he literally I skipped all the line and in like two days I was starting to practice and I think that what made me like it because I found my coach it's been my coach for 10 years and he's like I consider him like everything he's my father he's my brother he's my friend and he actually supported me my whole life and I think uh, one of the reasons that I stayed playing tennis was because of him it's a really good nice relation and so growing up I did a lot of stuff I played sports I danced I made a lot of friends but then I realized that I had to also focus on school and manage how to play tennis in a nice level so I would play tournaments all around the country. I've played uh, around South America, too. I played those ITF tournaments, like International Tennis Federation. So uh, I was ranked, like, as a Brazilian. I think my best rank was fourth. I got really nice friends from there, like, people, I mean, people that I take together with me, like, for my whole life. And then when I was in high school, I had to make a decision, like, to stay there and kind of give up on tennis because once you grad like once you graduate from high school you don't like when you turn 18 there's no more like that amount of tournaments so you choose i want to be professional or i'm done you can keep like having fun but not actually playing so i i was thinking should i just stop everything that i've been doing and go to a university that uh, i could be in brazil doing it or should i try something different go to the united states keep playing keep trying to be better as a tennis player and also study because that's what's like I know that to be a professional is like too far away so I knew that my options were kind of limited and I just wanted to play tennis so going to your family you said your mom is a fashion designer yes she is so tell us a little bit about that and everything with her designing it's actually as a child as a teenager I think that's the best job that a mom can have because if you want to go to a party if you want to go even for like those school presentations that you have to do with your friends my mom would produce like a costume or something it was so nice and would have like all, my group always had like the best uh, grades for a costume and that kind of stuff because she actually would do it for us like she did it for my whole class I think it's eighth grade she did, like, for the whole class, including for men, like, T-shirts, like, all thingy. For our last um, last day presentation, was was worth, like, half of our grade was on that, and she actually produced it, so it was amazing. But, um, so what happens is, she's a fashion designer, a stylist, and 
uh, her and my father, they share a business together. So he kind of takes care of the financial stuff. And she uh, is the mind of the, the, like this confection that they have. So she designs, she creates, and he controls it, the, the money and that kind of stuff. But she mainly, she connects everything. She's the best. And they have like this company, like they have around 20 people that work for them. And it's so they produce and they sell to stores. They don't sell to the people. It's like um, it's not like a huge production, but in the south of Brazil, my mom has like a really nice uh, people that she relates to and buy from her. It's really nice. So, all right, how much how much of your clothes is designed by your mom? So, um, because I'm usually wearing something related to tennis and that kind of stuff, it's. Mostly, like, I have to buy it on the universe gave it to me and that kind of stuff. But outside that, everything that I'm always wearing, mostly it's going to be hers. Like, right now, it is. Seriously. But the only thing that she doesn't produce is, like, jeans. The kind of uh, t-shirt and the stuff, like, jeans. And so everything, whenever I'm wearing jeans, really rare, really hair, it's not hers. But the whole thing, it's, like, even I went back home for a winter break and I I, I tell her mom I need, like, coats, I need stuff, and she made a lot of things for the winter because we don't have that amount. So she produced it, and she gave it to me, and she was like, take everything that you want. I brought, like, five pants, five coats, like, insane. And she was like, I don't want you to be cold. <laughs> so you were basically wearing one-of-a-kind clothes that not a lot of people up here are really going to be wearing. Oh, no, definitely not. Setting like, fashion trends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Brazil style. That's that's funny because um, my roommates, my friends, sometimes they kind of make fun because uh, back in Brazil, we use a lot of colors. It's really common to use like pink, uh, orange, colors that actually, uh, I don't know, it's not like a cultural thing. And whenever I'm here, I'm wearing like this, wearing this green coat, this green pants and then like different colors. And my friends are like, well, that's nice because it's and like a new style. I don't know, a different one. It's we love di- black clothing yeah. here. <laughs> everything's very we it's love like, neutrals and basic exactly like here's everything is a lot more basic it, that's something that I actually could relate to I don't know in the beginning I would dress myself to go to like a supermarket and that kind of stuff like shopping and people would just wear anything and I'm like yeah I like that because you don't actually have to get dressed to this stuff so it's nice it's so funny you know that TikTok sound where it's like she looks like every other girl or something like that that's literally American fashion at this point and then college fashion I would say you go like anywhere on like a weekend and everyone is dressed the exact same exactly and then Valentina walks around with her one-of-a-kind clothes that her mom yeah. designed just for her to fit the <laughs> I Connecticut mean, weather. I mean, my roommate, like my old roommate, was exactly like the same because she's um, she's Puerto Rican and Mexican. And she always would, like, wear the most, like, insane outfits, like, just super, like, out there. Everything was different. Like, she would never really wear the same outfit twice. No. Like, all the outfits would be, like, switched. And I, like... We would go, get ready to, like, go somewhere, like, go to dinner or something, and I would just be, like, throwing on my black tee and my, my jeans and ready to go. And she's, like, and she never not dresses up for an occasion. It's so different. Like, I love sweatpants. This is, I love it. I love so dressing like a little bum. And she literally will dress up for anything. We're going to the store. It's, like, fashion. She's exactly. ready to go. It's so fun because the the other day I 
like using the same shirt or something like that. And I was like feeling so weird, like so embarrassed. And my friend was like, I like your shirt. I said like, ah, yeah, I, I wear it yesterday. She's like, ah, I didn't see it. Like, it's just so nice. Like, you just do whatever. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about when you first came up to Connecticut and moved in. What was the, like, how long did it take you to really start to adjust to the life here in Connecticut as compared to Brazil? I mean, I'm still adjusting, to tell you the truth. It's uh, it's crazy. I remember when I got here, like, in the airport, like, in New York, I just, I heard those people talking English. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, seriously, why? And then I got this, like, my coach, uh, she welcomed me really nice. She talked to me really slowly. I remember people would, like, actually, like, take breaks while they were talking to me. It was, like, super nice. Um, what I think it's, I, I don't like that much here, and I, I miss a lot in Brazil, is, like, this physical contact, like, more, uh, people are closer to each other in Brazil. You don't have to be, like, huge friends to actually be close. So this is a lot that I think it, it's, it, like, it still bothers me that I cannot, like, have this, um, I don't know, this full relations, I would say. But it's, I think the life here have its content pause I would say I don't know how to say it but the thing that I most feel about is like I miss my family a lot so I think it's this is really hard for me to get used to here but like people here are so nice to me everybody's so welcoming sometimes when I say like I don't understand can you repeat people are actually they try to make in a new way like a new phrase and everything because everyone's so like nice I, I actually like living here Connecticut's a nice place she picked the right part of Connecticut. She didn't yeah. go to Massachusetts, Morgan. <laughs> I was going to say, you might not get that hospitality back in, in Boston. So so has your family been up here and visited Connecticut, or have they just stayed in Brazil so far? Yeah. I mean, uh, we as a family, we came to the U.S. one time, like 10 years ago, to go to Disneyland. Because it was like, every, it's so the nice. The California one or the Florida one? No, the Florida one, mm, yeah. Okay. And I wish want to go. Makes I want to go difference. there again. <laughs> That's the only time that I uh, was in the U.S. before coming here. I didn't come to, like, those summer visits and that kind of stuff. I had no idea what I was going to find here. And my mom, she has traveled in the U.S. more to, like, fashion and that kind of stuff, like New York. But here to Connecticut, New Haven, and they they have no idea what I'm doing here. They have no idea where I live. I just, like, FaceTime them. My mom is trying to come here for, like, uh, October, my birthday, to maybe watch some games and that kind of stuff, but who knows? So, so that's the importance of us having to broadcast your matches now, is so your family can watch. My family and my coach and my friends, yeah, because I ha- all, all the connection that I have with them is like through FaceTime. So right. it's crazy. We'll, we'll we'll see what we can do about. Getting I could the not imagine being that far away from family. It must have been a, a very big adjustment. And we're only you're on like what an hour. Max, yeah, I'm yeah, like 45 minutes. I'm like two, and I I go home a lot because I miss my mom. Yeah, that's that's like the worst for me, I truly think. And that's why my mom always tried her best for me to go back every break. Mm-hmm. So like winter break, I went home. Now for summer, I'm going home. Like spring break, fall break, that kind of stuff is impossible because like the flight's too long. It's not worth it, too expensive. But um, he, staying here without them, it's terrible and I'm like as my sister too she's like my I don't know she's my soulmate and staying away from her is also 
something else seriously so is your sister looking at colleges and does she play tennis too or tell us a little bit about your sister she actually plays really well. She's really good, and she's looking for uh, a college here. Right now, she's doing all those SITs and TOEFL, like those uh, exams. The, uh, so the entrance uh, exams? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... All that are optional now? Gross. Yeah, like for us, it's actually necessary to have it. So you do like a proficiency, I think. A proficiency like, exam? Yeah, you do for speaking, listening, that kind of stuff. And you do the SAT, and you bring like uh, college... It, uh, grades and that kind of stuff there college no high school that's not that important like SAT is the main thing and she's in this process she's kind of like a little um, I think she's not that safe yet like to make a decision but that's what she wants and she's trying so whenever she has her grades she's gonna like okay I have it now I'm gonna go for it but she's in the process and I, I wish she could come close to me though I would love that do you want her to see her come to New Haven or would you want to see her go somewhere else where you're still close to each other, but each have your own little bit of space? Okay. Uh, so the thing is, I would love her to, like, her to play here. I think she would love the school. I think it would be nice. But, like, the whole life we have been always, like, we all, like, every time in our life we have always done things together. So maybe she's uh, she wants that space more than I do to try, uh, actually, because I'm, like, the big sister. So she... She uses you, me a lot. You, you know? want to protect her, but she wants to kind of make her own path. Exactly. As well. So I we are trying to make it work that she comes to a place that, like, in the weekends I could visit her. In a break, she could come and that kind of stuff. But she wants her own space. Maybe even she come here, she would probably live like in another dorm in another house just to make the space. I would love to. I actually talk to Coach about her a lot, and Coach is like, "Yeah, let me see, let's see." It. But it's she's great. I don't know if we could have two of you here. No, too. I was gonna like, say that's like powerhouse. Like everyone, watch out. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to pick favorites, and I don't know if Valentina would be the favorite anymore. What? No, 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 no. I mean, she's great, but no. So, all right. <laughs> so you you talked about how close you are with your sister. Was there also that competition growing up that kind of pushed each other through playing tennis, but just that normal sibling rivalry? Actually, no competition at all. Like seriously, we would we have like barely we have the same age. If she's like eighteen, I'm nineteen, so it's the same. But like, she had her own matches. I had my own. Sometimes we even would play against each other. She respects me so much that she would never win because I think in the like she has some shots to win and she could she couldn't do it. I think it's because of this relation. And I never uh, thought not like never wished her to lose or anything. She never wished the same. Like, we always cheer for each other. So there are tournaments that would play the same one, like the same category, everything. And she would win and I wouldn't. And I mean, for me, totally fine. I, I would love her. I, I used to love her watching her win. Like, today, yeah. To, no, tomorrow she's actually playing a tournament in Brazil that I might be uh, able to watch. So I'm always cheering for her. She's always cheering for me. We have really half relation. I mean, of course, we scream at each other all the time. Like during FaceTime calls, we normally say bad words, like Portuguese bad words. We have a lot, <laughs> but um, never competition. That that's really fun because I see here a lot of people competing against each other. And back of like from my family, never like my mom always always made sure that each one of us had our own life, our own goals. Like never, my mom, like she, I mean. Sometimes you compare, you 
like there's nothing you can do to avoid it but she tried her best not to put us in like the same situations compare actors and everything is really healthy actually wow sounds a lot healthier than normal sibling relationship <laughs> i mean i uh, there's two year, two years nine months between me and my s- younger sister and boy and girl and there was just normal competition just because it was family like who who's the better sibling in so i feel like it's almost normal here and it's not uh, not intentional and i don't think some parents will do it they'll put competition yeah. between siblings but I feel like part of it is just growing up. You have that natural competitiveness. And I feel like as certain individuals, they just have, like me and my sister are both extremely competitive. So it was just our natural drive to be, who's the better one? Who's the better one? Like, I got to be better. And it was never like pinned against each other, Mm -hmm. but it was that just term of the competitive drive that I have to be the best. Yeah. And I don't care that you're my sister. I still got to be better. So, or I I don't care that you're my older brother. It's going to be better. So... It's interesting for you to say that, you know, there wasn't really that competition. It was really just that mutual, like, yes. right there. Of course, we, we make a lot of jokes between each other because we also, like, we play ballet for a long time. We dance, play it. You dance ballet. So we dance it for a long time. And she would always say, oh, I'm a better dancer, but that kind of stuff. And I would say, I'm a better player. But nothing actually, like, real. We would just say to make jokes around. But we knew our places. And because we were always doing the same thing, we focus on getting better, like, with our own, like, getting better every day of being, like, a better player and not comparing to each other. So that's, I mean, it's incredibly, like, my mom had a, she was a good mom. <laughs> Definitely. I can't comment. I don't have siblings, so I'm just here. You, you just always had the dog to compete with. Yeah, dog. to be honest. Well, my parents definitely, my dad definitely wished that he had a boy. For sure, because he was the athlete. My mom was a cheerleader. My dad was, like, the doing every sport possible. So, like, the second I could walk, I was in every sport possible. And my dad definitely treated me like a son growing up. So I definitely got mental toughness from that one. But, um, yeah, I didn't have anyone competing against me. It was just myself. But my dad definitely pushed me. So That's actually the best competition, like, you compete with yourself. Yeah, but I I know for a fact if I did have a sibling, my dad was putting us both in the ring, and it was just you both would have been boxing and just sell, yeah. selling tickets left and right for that one. <laughs> boxing. So Valentina, wh- what's your major here? What are you studying? So uh, my major is international affairs. It's uh, related to national security. It's just like a more uh, um focusing on international affairs and i really like it so what's the future plan to get to for a career Uh, that's actually that okay so in my major we actually can do a lot of stuff Mm. like you have a lot Mm -hmm. of you can go like to like a company and work for them you can work in a um like in the government or something like that and the kind of stuff you can do like you have a lot of stuff it depends on what you want to like actually be part of it in like for me i want to work uh, with diplomacy i want to work in a government i would love to work in a brazilian government try to make better relations among like because our politic politics it's incredibly damaged so i've always as growing up i've always wanted to be part of it like doing something for the society to make like the actually to make the place a better world 
So what I want to do is actually work in a, me or in a government or actually in a non-organization, like a non-governmental organization, actually just to provide people like better lives. That's mainly what I want to do. I still don't know how, but I think that future is like has something for me. So have you always kind of known the direction you want to go? So international affairs or was it you got to college and kind of looked over what all the different majors were and options were and then picked from there? Um, I knew I was never like a like a hum like a chemistry, bio, math. I knew that was not my thing, and I always wanted to work with people. Like I was really good at philosophy and sociology, and I liked that uh, relation of studying people, understanding people, communicating with them. And I knew that I was going to go to a field where I had actually to talk. So, in I always wanted to be a lawyer. Actually, like uh, my mom. She graduated in law school, so I don't know why she ended up as a stylist. But And I always had this dream, but whenever I... So in Brazil, I did like a test to go into a federal university, and I actually I was accepted to be in law school. But like the process is different there. You go straight to law school. You don't do like a pre-law and that kind of stuff. But And then I realized, do I want to be a lawyer or do I want to do something different? Like actually try something around the world and that kind of stuff. So I knew the field was that, but I just didn't know, like, what I wanted to be exactly. But I kind of, like, they are similar. And you're still trying to, you're still navigating and figuring it out, but you also still have a lot of time. Yeah, you're... I was going to say, you have a while. Oh, yeah. And that major, especially, like, that course load, like, you're going to find, like, one year you're going to be like, oh, I love this. And then the next year you're going to be like, oh, well, this is really interesting because I'm also in the same um, national security major, and that was me every single year. I was like, oh, I could do this. Oh, wait, I like this one more. So, so Morgan, when you were picking colleges, and how early did you decide what you wanted to do, or did you ever, when did you really start picking what pathway you wanted to go for your future? To be honest, mine was like super last minute. I was like, I'm a very indecisive person, and I think my goal, like, what I wanted to do, I think I can see myself doing like 700 different things. Um, so narrowing that down to one focus and like just running with it in college was like pretty hard. Uh, but to be honest, after the Boston bombing, that that switched um, just because my family, like we go there a lot. Yeah, my fa- like surrounding family and all the towns, like that's a big community thing in Boston, of course. Um, so when that happened, we were watching the news. Um, and I just, like, saw these people, like, going in and helping, and then, like, I've always been, like, kind of into, like, crime, so, like, listening to all the cases and things like that, um, and once that happened, that, that clicked. It switched. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to stop that from happening ever again, um, so I ended up applying to schools for a major, not sports, uh, so that was a big thing. Like, all the schools that I applied to, like, I didn't have any intentions of playing there. It was just Homeland Security, Emergency Management, or National Security. And I ran with it. And whoever gave me the best deal ran it up. <laughs> Welcome to New Haven. That's yep. so nice. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, whenever I picked my school, I also saw that they had a really good National Security major here. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. So I also helped a little. Yeah, being nationally ranked was definitely definitely good like that criminal our criminal justice program here is insane so yeah um that definitely had a lot to do with it but yeah I'm, my sister actually looked here because that's what she's doing is she's doing um 
she wants to do like homeland security and like counterterrorism um work and she's shout out joe's sister yeah so tabitha if you ever (laughs) listen to this and make it this far in i give you a shout out you're welcome (laughs) um but she's actually a roger williams but she looked here at the school and i got to meet henry lee and really liked the school but to a degree she didn't want to follow in my footsteps of being here she wanted to make her own pathway so she went over to roger williams and she's having a great time um this spring break she's actually supposed to go down to uh louisiana and she's supposed to go to new orleans and they're spending like a week there looking at like the crime um like the criminal justice system down there and everything like that so it's weird because my dad was a police officer and I wanted nothing to do with it. I grew up most of my time spending with him because my sister was off with my mom dancing. So I spent a lot of my time. So when he'd get out of work, I'd hear all the stories of everything that he had to go through through the day. And there was a part of me that was like, I wouldn't mind doing that. But then there got to a point and I was just kind of like, I, I don't feel like that's for me. And I never had that push to go and do that. And he always said for like fields like that, being a lawyer, being a doctor, you're born as that is you, you born to, you know, you're going to run towards those screams as a cop. And in yeah. the, in those fields, it's, you, that's natural. It's instincts. You just go to it. That's the one thing that's like, I just don't think that I could ever do it. I don't think I would do it justice. Like I'm interning at a police station right now, but I feel like you have to have like a specific calling to like oh, do yeah. that job. You know what I mean? Like I. Like instinct, I don't know. You had to feel it, like like something told you, like I'm gonna be a police yeah. officer one day. And like I personally don't, like I never woke up and was like, this is like my my dream job. And I just don't think that I could I could do it justice. Yeah, if he I, always if said I it went was, to go do it. it. It was one of those jobs that you're born as. Yeah. And he grew up. My grandfather was in the Marines. He w- he was actually going to join the Marines <clears throat> and then became a cop. But he said it was basically. He saw it through his family with his dad, my grandfather, and then he just joined and spent 32 years there doing mm-hmm. the job, and he just loved every day of it. Yeah. But for me, that was just never the calling. For, so here I am hosting a podcast now. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm co-hosting with you, and I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> so we, just, we just brought you in for the comedic relief and yeah. everything like that. I try. I'm here. So, all right, so you have your side of the world where you're you're in the same, like, educational aspect as Morgan, but then you come and work on my side of the field with the communications. Hey, it's, like, half my side. It, it is half, but <laughs> I'm going to give you full credit of, like, Homeland Security, International Affairs, all of that. Okay, can I have, like, a quarter of you, you can RGA get a, positions? You can get a quarter of it. All right, thank you. So, Valentina, you started working working with the cameras, for the production of all of the athletic events and you've now made a bunch of friends i didn't bring a light on you know just to it's It's just you it's the valentina show today (laughs) how did how did you first get involved in that okay i I mean i love sports like everything related to sports i like it i feel that watching it makes actually makes me want to play it and that kind of stuff but i will be honest i needed money I really need it as an international life here because we don't earn money in dollars. So you you pay in dollars, but you don't earn in dollars. So I actually needed like some things just to go out, to go to a new restaurant, to travel to New York and that kind of stuff. 
And then I actually enjoy it. Like, I felt that, I don't know, I was doing something nice. Then I met the girls, like, from our crew. And I was like, I don't do this for money anymore. I just do because I really like it. And I feel that we actually have something, like, so nice. And everyone's so nice to each other. And things are, I don't know, like, for this spring sports that I'm planning on doing, too, like softball and uh, baseball, lacrosse, um... I, I don't do it anymore because because I know it's gonna be cold outside and that kind of stuff. But I do it because I like it. I think it's so nice to this like everyone is so nice to me. Seriously, it's nice. As we also like to just pick on you because <laughs> no, true. This is your like, accent? Yeah. The like, words you say. It's like it's loving. It's loving sarcasm though. No, true. I have absolutely. We only pick on you, and we pick on you to your face. So that's part of it. Oh, no, actually, no, that's great. We're never gonna say anything bad about you behind your back. No. We we or if we do, we would then just go say it right to you, just to, <laughs> just to pick on you. I would do the same. Thank you. She no. has. She's walked into the office and immediately has to pick on someone. I've done that to you like every day. Oh, that's ev- that is that is every day. That Joe's outfits for um, basketball games are very questionable. <laughs> sometimes I only have one that you didn't like. I think your your color palette that you yeah, try to work with just sometimes it just doesn't roll. But there was one time that tie, Joe. It was just it was terrible. The Looney Tunes tie. But what was oh it was god. like it was like cat it was some oh my god, I don't even remember the color palette, Joe. It was it was just it was not good. All right. Oh, I remember it. It was a teal oh blue my shirt. <laughs> it was a teal blue shirt. And when I say like teal blue, like we're looking like bright Teal, aqua, whatever you want to call it. And then a black Looney Tunes tie that had like 700 <laughs> different colors on it. And then like brown shoes, something like that. And then the bottoms just didn't match. It was bad. Okay. In my defense. It was a bad day, Joe. It, it was. It was also like the first day we started both as grad uh, assistants. Yeah, it was a bad day. And she was just like, Joe, if we're going to keep working together, we have to fix all of this. <laughs> cannot work in that outfit. <laughs> yeah, she was like, nope, absolutely not. You're lucky I, I wasn't on camera that day, so it wasn't so, too bad. Um, that was bad. But, but in my... Here are the faces. Of me, Only the top half. Top half. The tie, though. It was the tie. The tie was fine. It, it, it was characters. I, I believe you. <laughs> I, hey. I actually picture hey. that. Hey, hey. Whoa. <laughs> The tie, is bad. the tie is probably still sitting I'm pretty sure your pants were gray and your belt was brown and your shoes were brown. I'm like almost 110% positive. Like that was the extent of it. And I know we were just talking about colors to express yourself, but I'm sure hers matches because yours did not. It was so bad. Well, I got to talk to Valentina's mom about uh, hooking us up with some designer clothes then. I mean, she would love to, but we're, you will actually have to learn some Portuguese because she doesn't speak a word in English. I should get on that. Like, I'm, I'm literally half Portuguese and I just can't speak it. Like, I have Duolingo on my phone though. I, I Valentina, isn't that what we have you for? You'll be the translator for us. Oh yeah, I, I could definitely do it. I wouldn't mind. It's like, not as personal though. She would make us suffer though. Like, she would make us learn it and butcher me, especially butcher words left and right. No, I would definitely. If you want to learn, I will be happy to help you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to test it out on her because I go to Portugal in August and I'm gonna get eaten up there for oh. sure. My family would call 
like from they live on mm-hmm. Madeira Island in Portugal. They will yes, call me I, all I, the time for my birthday. Like family that I've I've never met before in my life because like they don't come here and we like me in my own personal lifetime have like never been there. So I've never met them. Like over maybe like a Skype call or something uh-huh. like maybe. But they would call me for my birthday like n- when I was a kid like not knowing that like my mom never taught me Portuguese. That's actually I mean if I had like a um mom from another that had another language i would love to actually she only knows a little bit though because like when her mom was like always talking in sports portuguese married my french grandfather and my oh. french grandfather just was not trying to learn it so they just never really passed it on down to the kids so it was like it was kind of like half like the mom would teach them some but like my mom never passed it down to me because my dad's irish yeah they, so it's like <laughs> i actually don't know if this is true i always say to people but i don't know if it's actually true and accurate but people say that Portuguese, I think, is the second most difficult language in the world. I think it's Chinese, Mandarin, like the first one. I think we Brazilians. I'd throw that. Arabic up there. That was my minor. I definitely. Oh, do you like it? I think it's a really pretty language. I was thinking about because I want to take a minor on a language too. Yeah, it's a really, really nice language. It's just, it's the same thing as Mandarin. You're learning symbols that correlate to a complete different alphabet yeah um and just like with any other language like you were talking about how like brazilians have a complete different dialect like you could go to any middle eastern country that does speak arabic and there everyone speaks differently so you have to be like very particular with how you pronounce words like you need to be on on your game when you're yeah. pronouncing it because if you pronounce it wrong it could be like a very like disrespectful meaning and like the Arabic culture is very like reserved respectful oh true so it's like you have to be like so on top of it that it's it like freaks me out like I never use it to be honest yeah I mean it's the same it's even fun because like our Portuguese from Brazil and Portuguese from Portugal like, you say some stuff in Portugal, they are going to be like, what? What are you saying? It's like the pronunciations. Oh, like, I, I mean, we Brazilians don't enjoy the Portuguese pronunciation of words. It's just, no, seriously. I'll have to, I'll have to learn, too. <laughs> yeah, you got to learn both. Just but, so you can talk to Valentina and then when you go to Portugal. Yeah. No, but I mean, the words, everything, the The words are the same. It's, it's just over, the way that the like, way they it, sound. It. Yeah. Like, in Arabic, it's like some things are like really like fluid like you can like just pronounce them but then other like pronunciations are really like raspy so it like just depends on where you go like there's a ta and there's like a ta like you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. like things of like those different things so like if you slip up once it could mean like a word that I've never learned before but it might be like super disrespectful so I just I gotta go back and like Go through. I've, I would have to master it before I ever in my life like tried to speak it ever, and I would love to go like study abroad and like actually implement it. But I just yeah, like for it's nerve wracking. As on experience, like you can learn every grammar, but you have to you have be to actually part of talk the community. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so fun because um, even Spanish for me. So uh, we don't speak Spanish at all. Like most, like there are some Brazilians that do, some no. But whenever I came here and I, I, I thought I knew how to speak. Mm. And then, like, my, my best friend that lives with me, uh, she's from Paraguay. And she actually, like, she's Hispanic and that kind of stuff. And I actually, when, like, the first few months, I couldn't speak with her. Because I thought I knew Spanish, but my words didn't, like, I couldn't stand, I could understand her. But 
I couldn't express myself. I was like, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. And the Portuguese, she, she doesn't understand. So it was like so crazy. And then like after some time, now we communicate like 100%. But it was so weird. And I would say stuff that she was like, what are you saying? Are you okay? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> I guess, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's weird because so in my family, so I'm Polish. And so my gr- both both sets of my grandparents my dad both my dad's parents are polish and then on my mom's side her dad was polish but they would only speak polish when they didn't want the kids to understand what they were saying mm-hmm. mm, secret language yeah I- exactly <laughs> so especially on my dad's side um it was my bachi and jaju and it was always polish when they didn't want my dad and his brother to understand anything they would understand they they pick up the bad words and the yeah. swears but they weren't able to, they never picked it up because it wasn't spoke in the house. Yes. And then even like my great grandparents that would only speak Polish when like my grandparents were growing up, they would make them speak English because like the mindset was we're in America, like learn how to speak English to fit into society. Yes. We yeah. immigrated from, or they immigrated from Poland, but they wanted to fit into the American society. So they didn't want their kids to miss out. So it was, it's very interesting to see how, like, the language broke down slowly mm-hmm. through my family. Yeah, because that's what happened with mine, too. Like, it just... Yeah, it, it just slowly cut off. <laughs> so, like, I can understand, like, certain words here and there, and yeah, I know how to yeah. say certain words. Even, like, so my boss at work, he, mm-hmm. he moved here from Poland and speaks Polish with a bunch of, like, the members and everything. So I can pick up, like, key words here and there, uh-huh. but I can't have a conversation with it. Even though I have great family like, over in Poland. Yeah, from that, yeah. Would, one, they have a different last name than me, but I could go over there and I'd have no idea how to say anything, how to do anything. When they would write letters, they would write everything in Polish, and then we would have to try and sit there and translate, translate. with my grandfather yes. going, what in the world is this? That's like the happy birthday calls that I always used to get. They would speak straight <laughs> Portuguese, and then I, like, I the only, like, my mom eventually learned how to like say thank you in Portuguese and things like that. So I don't remember it anymore. But like it's, she would yes. I can tell you. Yeah, go. It so thank you is obrigada. Okay. If you are a woman, if you're a man is obrigado. Sounds right. So when I was a kid, like she would take the phone at like the end mm-hmm. of the call and say it. Or like she would tell like remind me of what the word was at that moment and I would only say that and the only reason why I knew like they were saying something about my birthday was because my it was my birthday. <laughs> But, like, That's we would so not have any conversations at all. And then I don't even know how my mom handled the end of the phone call because she doesn't really speak it fluently either. So I don't know how she did that. But I think it was just like, thanks. Bye. It's that awkward <laughs> end of the phone call. Literally, like, please, like, yeah. no one yeah. add anything else. I'm going to hang it up. I can't then, communicate with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's, I'm, yeah, that's, I mean, the language here is really tough, like, to change it. And sometimes I haven't, like, those blocks on my mind because what happens is I'm like on a FaceTime with my mom talking Portuguese and then my friend Karim comes in she speaks Spanish with me and then my other roommates talk in English and I'm like okay hold on what am I who am I where am I am like this kind of stuff but then you just like the English you adjust I still have some like vocabulary like <laughs> I just don't know sometimes I'm like what is that? And like pointing to stuff, and I'm like, I don't know how to say that. And I try to mimic, and I can't. And I've been here for like six months more, and I'm just, I, I, I feel that uh, <laughs> there are some things that I'm not gonna ever learn. But I think it's nice to have this, like, option of having another language because 
living in another language is like you're living in a different life because it's totally different. Everything is like like the collocations of words, everything is so like differently. Like it's I, I like it. I think it's a challenge. So if you had an option of where you could live, you, you've graduated college, get get a job. If you had your options between, say, Brazil and the United States, where would you pick or to live? anywhere else. Well, so between those two, would you go back to Brazil or would you say maybe here in the United States? Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so sometimes I say that if I get a really nice job here, like a really nice because you're earning dollars and dollars is something else, I would stay. But as like... the true... Huh? Like, I don't know the true, like, just love for a dollar. It's I just good. love hearing her talk about it. Cause okay. I, 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 I I'll tell you. So our money is called real. Mm-hmm. One real, it's worth it, like, no dollars at all. So much. If you, oh, sorry. If it's like. <laughs> oh, that's explicit. <laughs> if it's, beep. it's, so one dollar here, it's mm-hmm. five to six guys in Brazil. So you, uh, so everything you multiply by five. So if you're gonna eat here like ten dollars, like super cheap, you're paying like sixty dollars in your mindset. So it's a lot. And if you go like you go out and you have like a nice meal, and you pay like thirty dollars, you're paying a hundred and fifty dollars so in might, your house back there. So we, we wouldn't be broke college students in Brazil. We'd no, be we slightly be, above college <laughs> students. <laughs> That's what I always say. Like people that leave here, if they go to like mostly South America countries, they are kind of the same. Like there are some that are even worse. Like my friend from Paraguay, her money is worth seven times. Uh, so it's uh, like that. So you, my mom wants to send me like a hundred dollars. It's not a hundred dollars for her. It's like five hundred, six hundred. So she's sending me a lot more. That's why I say that dollars are so good because when I gain dollars, in my mind, I'm gaining like five times that. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm going back. Because, I mean, if you go to a meal in Brazil, a meal here, you're going to pay the same. You're going to pay like $30, $20, $30, $30. But no, it's like $30, it's $5. You know, the, mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing about it. And But if I had to choose, I think I'll go back to Brazil. Go back to Brazil. All right. Now, if you had the choice to live anywhere in the world, <laughs> where would you want to yeah, Everyone yeah. has a dream place. I'll, I'll, I mean, my dream place... Like in an alternate reality. Like, not, like, something that would be, like, yeah, let me just pick up and move to, like, Greece right now. Yeah. But living in Greece would be awesome, right? It's always one. I don't know. My my dream place was always here. I always wanted to live in the U.S. because, like, the technology and safety. Safety. It's insane. I can walk around, like, during night and that kind of stuff. It's... I don't know. Maybe compared to Brazil, yes... But that's what I think it, it's it so depends on the area you pick. That's yeah. what I think it's so fun here. Like people say, Oh, West Haven, it's dangerous and I'm like, Yeah, it might be. Just let's walk around somewhere. Like okay, I love my country. I cannot say but safety issues are really bad there and we have we have to improve it. Yeah. They don't have the Dominic Torotos of the world, you know, <laughs> protecting the streets. Exactly. We don't have like the biggest army in the world or something like that. <laughs> so What's been your favorite memory so far here at New Haven? Uh, uh, so I like to say that whatever the place you are, if you have good people around, you are in the good place. And I've found great people here. I think that going to my matches, 
I think those are memories that I will never forget. Like the feeling of being part of a team. Uh, I, I've, I've been, I've played the last game during some matches, like, and feeling people actually cheering for you, like truly, like, I think those are the best memories that I could think about it. Um, I have some good memories with my roommates. Like we have some, we went to Boston one day. We love it. It was so nice. Cause it's like, a, <laughs> it's like a other, it's another reality. I think when I went the first time to New York, I think I, I died and like survived and went back to life. Cause when I saw like, because when you go to New York, everything that you saw in the movies is exactly so true. Cause you saw a lot of things on the movies and you think, no, nah, that's not true. Like they don't have those taxes, that kind of stuff. It's not like that. And then you actually go there and it's, exactly like that you were like what and so i think the, the first time i went to the u.s open tournament so i saw a lot of um professional tennis players that for us you only see on tv and i was actually walking with them like they were by my side so i think those are oh, like experiences that it seems so unreal two years ago one year ago and now it's actually right in front of me you know i don't know yeah I don't know. I feel like for us, it's we're just so accustomed to it that it's you know New York for me was yeah maybe a three hour drive and you you can go see. Do you like New York or Boston better? Pick That's wisely. That's a big question. Pick wisely. Here. I've been more in New York because it's easier to go. Um, I feel like it's such a hard comparison though because like yeah. New York is so much bigger than Boston. Like if you like if you look at it, it's like it's so much bigger. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, just, like, the cleanliness and, like, oh, things of that sort. The, See? Yeah. Boston is so clean. It's, like... I, that's, I, that's, always my, that's always my line. To I, I feel like New York is more of the true tourist attraction. Oh, absolutely. Site. And then Boston is, let me go to the city of Boston oh, and yeah. explore that. Yeah. And it's, like, two different dynamics of cities because... Not that Boston isn't a tourist attraction because it is, but... It's not that typical. It's not the New York City. It's not Los Angeles. Yeah, but I also feel like if you're looking at it from, like, an international perspective, like, where's Boston on that map? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone thinks New York is, like, the capital of the United States. And so I, I feel like that's because people in New York, like, like <laughs> we're number one. We got to go to There's New York. There's a very big rivalry between New York and Boston, if you yeah. did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Huge. He, so here's the best part. <laughs> well, actually, so Morgan's – so – we're both from Massachusetts, but the way it's split up, it's so-called Eastern Mass and Western Mass. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Western Mass. I'm from Eastern. She's from Eastern. So coming here, Morgan has more of a, like, have you heard of the Boston accent? I mean, I've heard about it, but I cannot, like. It's, like, kind of how I talk, but, like, oh. <laughs> amplified you got to pock the car, Harvard, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, it's, okay. we don't say R's and yeah. things of that sort so, so, but I don't have I don't have a thick Boston accent. Like I have like a a subtle, depending on what I say, type of thing. So Morgan has more of an accent than I do, but coming down here, no one really. It's weird here because you have a lot of people from New York. Mm-hmm. But like when I talk to people from that are from Connecticut originally, they don't think I have an accent because it's just normal. Like mm-hmm. you're just right above us in Massachusetts, no big deal. Yeah. But when I talk to people from New York, they're like, "You have a Boston accent." And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm just, I'm from Western Mass. Like, I have the least amount of accent probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm the farthest from it. But they're like, because of the such the distance there, 
They're like, no, that's a Boston accent. Yeah, but you have to think like New Yorkers talk in like a very like specific way. Like yes, like yes. what I've realized in some of my classes, I can tell a lot of people talking that New Jersey accent. And so, I don't know. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I just it's crazy. Like we have a lot of accents in Brazil, so it's the like they made a lot. Of, we make a lot of fun of each other. Like the North. And you talk like a north person and a south person. You can barely, sometimes you don't even understand because it's so many slangs. It's so fun. But here, you also can see that a lot. among And like states that are so close, they have that difference. It's crazy. And for us, more like a region thing. And here, I think it's so nice. Like some someone says, oh, I'm from that place. I'm from that one. And they are like, mm. And we're, you're so close <laughs> of each other. But you have this, like, I, it's crazy. Have you gotten to experience like a, a thick southern accent yet? Like down mm. south, no, no, I don't think so. That's like like you like, just have to hang around like the football team, I would say. But it, it's like you have to pick like the right person to find that accent. To be honest, like I don't even like working football. Like I don't think anyone's like like. So I grew up in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So like that's like uh, when I came to Massachusetts, like I had a very thick southern accent so i used to say y'all and like yeah. have a draw and thing like i that. feel like that's, i still say y'all all the time but i like, feel like that's too why you don't have like that true that's boston why i don't have accent. like a thick boston accent mm-hmm. because like no matter You're, what like, like i had two dial like different like dialects in my mind but like when i moved here like i got made fun of so much in school because massachusetts people can be very nice if you find the right people but <laughs> Um, when I got here, they, like, made fun of my accent, like, for so long that I, I, like, literally would not talk. Like, I would just be mute through class, and then after a few years, like, it kind of just, like, it went away. But you need to experience it. It's it's definitely it's definitely different than anything you'll hear oh, up yeah. here. Yeah, I, I do want to, like, take out, like, a, a, someone to go with me, like, a bag and just go around the U.S., I do want to do that. Like, I'm already here, so why am I not, like, exploring more? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, There's a lot to see here, to be honest. So every state that you go in is going to be so different. And what I think it's so fun, because uh, if you, I don't know, if you are, like, an American or anyone, and you think, oh, about Brazil, you don't know, like, actually the states, you don't know cities and that kind of stuff. And we, from there, we know a lot about here, because we see, like, the culture, it's among the words of movies and kind of stuff. So if we say a city or something, like people kind of know where it is. And everyone, like everything is so, have, you have a lot of stuff to do here. You can go like any state and you actually, so sometimes I, I tell, like the other day I told my mom that I went to Vermont, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, oh my God, the houses are so pretty. But Not she, Vermont. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, I don't know if there's uh, things to do there, but like the environment. Vermont's like scenic. We can't give For Vermont sure. any extra credit. Never was Neva's from Vermont. <laughs> um, no, Vermont's like more of a like scenic, so it's like hiking and snowboarding, skiing. Yeah, no, uh, I mean only like leaves, the nature. Yeah, exactly yeah. nature. But there's no like big cities in Vermont, so you'll see that like literally everywhere, like every state. Like honestly, like I've wanted to go like everywhere, and I've traveled like a decent amount. But mm-hmm. like you go and like you look around, and, like everything is just like even for me, like living here, like. If I were to go to, like, Wyoming or, like, Colorado, mm-hmm. Nevada, like, anything, I would just be in awe because it's so different from what we do here. So I could only imagine, like, coming from somewhere completely different and then going and seeing every state you're going to be in for a culture shock. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think it's so nice here. You actually, 
And everywhere you go, you actually, it's like a famous place. That's mm-hmm. why I think it's so incredible. Like, you go to, I don't know, you go to Chicago, you go to a place, like, everyone knows, like, and in Brazil, I can say, like, two, three cities that you might know, and the rest, because it's not, like, a cultural thing. And here, it's so, I think everywhere that I go, I'm, like, amazed, because it's just, you see, like, people talk about it and movies and that kind of stuff, and it's so nice. So, Valentina, I got one last question for you. So, during tennis, you were, a lot of times, would play doubles with Karim. Uh, yeah. So, she speaks Spanish, you p- speak Portuguese. If you two got mad at each other, uh, would you both speak either Portuguese and Spanish and like yell at each other, or like so... what were the dynamics there if like the the tempers flared? Okay, um, whenever we are playing, we usually speak Spanish because like it's easier to actually communicate out loud, so not everyone can understand. So you can say things like. Serve here, serve there, that kind of stuff related to tennis that we, we normally do with Spanish. When we are playing people that speak Spanish, it's fun. It's actually fun because we cannot say stuff that we would usually say. Uh, whenever we have a discussion, that's actually fun. We actually discuss in English. <laughs> that's what it's the funniest thing because the thing is, she can, I can tell Portuguese stuff, she won't understand. So why am I discussing with something that you cannot understand? I will say a lot of bad words in Portuguese because that's the nicest thing about our language. We have so much. But um, I we would normally, I mean, we we don't have that amount of discussions. Like, we try to, but whenever it's normally in English or Spanish, Portuguese, no. Because she, I try to, but she doesn't want to learn. It's She says that she cannot learn. I think she has a really good like accent, so she when so she sings a lot of uh, Portuguese songs because of the Latin culture, and she can sing perfectly, and the words go out perfectly. And then if you take off the the music, she cannot say anymore. I'm like, what? I do that too sometimes. I I'll sing a Spanish song. I'll sounds great. If you ask me to say any word at, <laughs> without the melody actually going, I genuinely don't think I could formulate. Maybe a little bit, but like yeah. it wouldn't sound as good. When I'm, like, singing it. Yeah, I couldn't fight in Spanish because I wouldn't be able to express myself that well. And I cannot do in Portuguese because she wouldn't understand. So why am I discussing, like... So we... we that's a fun question. But playing doubles with her is one of the best things here. It's that I find someone that actually matches. It's... That's the thing about, like, uh, when you have doubles and that kind of stuff. Sometimes you play with a lot of people. It's going to be nice. You may win. You may lose. When there's a... There's some people that you just connect so well that you work together. You don't have like even to communicate. Like you go as you go to one side, the person goes to the other without like it's just I I love it. Val- Valentina, do you have any questions for us? Wait, I have one more question. Oh, you have one more? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um this just popped into my head. Are there any foods that you normally eat in Brazil that we don't have in the United States? Or a United States food that you don't have in Brazil mm. that you really like? So to I be food, honest, so. the food here, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. The way that you like, you eat a little and you feel already like full and that kind of. She loves Liberty Rock Tavern. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it, but I, I mean, the taste is so fast food, you know? So I don't greasy. know. I was just saying that as a joke since they, oh. you know. So greasy. I'm thinking like this. snacks. Like, you know, when people like from, like, you can get like shipments from mm-hmm. Japan and like those type of snacks, like, Something to come here. Really different culturally. That whenever I came here, we went to the first matches. My coach was like, I'm going to bring snacks and that kind of stuff. So I thought she was going to bring like. Uh, do you know empanadas? Mm-hmm. So that's a snack for us. A whole, a whole like made meal. She was thinking. I thought about. I so it, this is not a meal for us. I thought she was gonna bring like snacks. Like I don't even know. So in, in Brazil we have something called pão de queijo. It's like um cheese bread. It's nothing. We, you don't. We don't eat like groceries, like candies as a snack. Mm. We actually have like food as a snack. So whenever she came with those. Uh, chocolates, a lot of different chocolates, a lot of different. I don't even know. That like probably s- came from bars Dan's and. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "What? This is so different because this is not a snack for me." Mm-hmm. Actually, like I would even have an essay ball as a snack, and here people have as a meal and that kind of stuff. Uh, wh- yeah, what I have really felt differently. So in Brazil, we re- we eat a lot of pasta, um, uh, rice and beans, that kind of stuff, like. Uh, have it here but the way that it's produced made is different like the sauce in brazil is a lot lighter than here sauce is always so full of stuff um we eat a lot more in brazil but we we eat a lot more uh more no like a lot healthier like it's yeah everything is is pretty processed so what I, it makes it different what i love here is that there are always like a lot of cookies and like candies and the kind of stuff that i i mean we have it but you don't see it everywhere. And here you actually see it everywhere. Everywhere. And, like, we don't have that everywhere. You actually have to go out to a place to actually uh, buy that. Even, like, McDonald's and Subway, that kind of stuff. For us, it's I not really like want a... Subway. I actually love Subway. You just brought that up. That's we have that, but we we manage, like, we say, let's go to McDonald's Sunday. So we, it's like a, actually a restaurant to go. And here it's, like, fast food, actually. You pay a lot in Brazil to actually eat at McDonald's. You pay like forty reais. That would be like, if you think about forty dollars, it's mm-hmm. a lot. And here it's like, let's grab a McDonald's, let's grab Subway. That's the <laughs> difference that I feel like everything's so fast, and we actually we we like to prepare like people. That's probably why you guys are a lot healthier than us. So good thing, good thing. <laughs> I see a lot of TikToks of comparing foods. Like you know. It's insane. I love seeing snacks and, like, foods from, like, different places. And, like, I'm a really, really, really picky eater. So I am, like, the worst person to say that because probably won't try any of it. But I love looking at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's always nice to I see. I love it looking at it and, like, seeing the difference because yeah, it's just it's different all around the world. So, like, when I was doing, like, the Arabic thing, like, studying Arabic foods so different nothing i like i i nothing i would ever eat in my entire life but yeah when i go like to bart and those places i usually go like to tex-mex or something like that because it's a little closer to what mm-hmm. i used to but like snacks are really similar i was from here but we actually like real food the difference is huge morgan any other questions no that was it valentina <laughs> do you have any questions for us actually 
No, I'm really happy. I'm really happy that you invited me to come here. I love it. I think those microphones are so nice. I feel like so professional here. We'll bring you back on the the podcast when we get like the couch vibe and like the yeah. Oh yeah. You ever see like podcasts yeah, where they sit that. on couches and they have like a camera that just like follows when they uh -huh. talk and they have like the handhelds. Our uh, so Brazilian podcasts they are actually usually in a table mm -hmm. like that. I see the co the couches a lot uh, on like American podcasts, but I I mean I'm I would do anything. I love it. We're, we're really all about nice. the comfort. In That's America. what we want. I just want to sit on a couch and then we'll just chat. You know, I love the spinning chair, but like I think it would be so cool with like a little comfy couch. You know, big shout out to WNHU for hosting us for the podcast every week. So, but yeah, no, Valentina, was this as bad as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> I actually love it. I love the experience. I, n I never thought it was going to be bad. I was a little afraid because, like, English and the kind of stuff, like, too much talking. She also had no clue what you were going to ask. Like, we yeah. didn't give her any preparation. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I actually, don't give any of our guests. And no, I, asked him, like, do. I asked him, what are you going to ask me? And he's like, just come. And I'm like, okay. I feel like we don't know sometimes. Like, our first podcast we knew, and then these two have just been kind of, like, off the top. I would rather head. it be, like a lot more comfortable and us just talking like we were when we first got here and just sitting here not thinking that there's true like mics and we're recording it it's mm -hmm. more of just us sitting getting to know you more that's why a you couch know, would be great we get we got to talk to dan very nicely then, <laughs> <you know>. dan. <laughs> um but no it's it's more of just that getting to know you we've we've all been working together now for the entire winter season yes. you know just getting to know you more getting to know more about your family why you chose here and just it's a relaxed environment so i love the experience thank you very much i think it was really nice i mean this room is really nice the, everything is really comfortable i mean the couches would help but it's really good all right <laughs> so again all right we'll have another order for the couch you know <laughs> at this rate you know i'm just gonna have to start setting up in my in my apartment and just use the couch there pull up my chair <laughs> this is... grab some mics we are here now finishing up the winter season and right into the spring and Valentina thank you for all the work you've done so far thank you for coming on to the podcast this week I told you it wasn't going to be that bad and I loved it I whenever you want to do it again we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely bring you back on maybe next time you'll be able to talk Karim into coming on to the podcast you can tell her it's yeah. not that bad you would be nice like talk about tennis doubles singles like everything yeah we yeah, love sure. it absolutely so thank you again and now off to play, ba off to work basketball, doubleheader. Oh, so. yeah. Playoffs. Thank you again, Valentina. Thank you very much.